Today on the show, Radical Ones, we celebrate 30 years of the nightmare before Christmas from 1993 with all three co-hosts. That's not Sandy Claus. It isn't? It's time to get radical. Hello there. It's showtime. What is this, trick or treat? Oh, oh. Did I do that? Good morning, Charlie. Charlie. Uh-huh. Daddy would have gotten us Uzi's. The power is yours! Get down, honey, get down! Yeah. Ah. Emma, I won't go far, okay? If the apocalypse comes, be Here's free. your fire! I'm a Money. human! Grace Jones. Thunder! 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 Welcome back, Radical Ones, to another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, and we are here with both of my beautiful co-hosts, Rob, the movie geek himself, and everyone's favorite brother, David. And we're celebrating, gentlemen, 30 years of the nightmare before Christmas. Hey, everyone. (laughs) David, I like how you wave and do the piece and... You know, like, hey, how's it going? And nobody's going to see this. Are we ready for video? Are we ready? The Ozempic is working, so yeah. (laughs) Okay, very good. I can't wait till we get to our Yeah, you wasting away, and I gain it at all. But anyway. That's all right. That's all right. We, you know. Rob and I will have to carry it in the looks department. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Merry Christmas, Radical Ones. This is our... Isn't it funny that I saw this movie when I was two years old? Two years old. Because I'm only 33. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. (laughs) Your younger brother, Ryan. That's right. That's right. So, 1993, the American stop-motion animated musical dark fantasy film. It tells the story of Jack Skellington, the king of Halloween Town, who stumbles upon Christmas Town and schemes to take over the holiday. Of course, Danny Elfman wrote the songs and the score and provided the singing voice of Jack. This originated, of course, from a poem written by Tim Burton in 1982 while he was working as an animator at the Walt Disney production company. So gentlemen, 30 years of this movie. This is a huge, huge movie, especially in the retro community. I just thought I'd ask both of you what your feelings of, of course. I mean, I know everyone loves this movie, but let's just talk about the feelings really quickly and then we'll get into some more topics. So for me, like in this movie really is a prime example of sort of what goes on in my head all the time. It's just... I love the supernatural. I love horror. I love sort of the dark fantasy stuff. The music is whimsical and it's soft and it's just nice to listen to. I really love this movie. And there's so many stories that I can tell that involves Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, I won't tell them all unless you want me to. But one in particular is this is the first movie that I went to with my brother and his son who had to be maybe one or two years old. And I just was so excited because I love my nephew to death and it was just like he's finally joining in 
in on what me and my brother love to do together and he's now a part of it and it just became a thing afterwards but this was the first one and it is just a memory that i will never ever like forget it's 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 so cool but you know it's something that i watch every year and um this is one of my favorite tim burton you know works even though he didn't direct it but just because of him just being involved and it just everything about it just shows my taste in film so i really enjoy this movie i love that i love that david oh my god how do i how do i follow that up for me for me i guess i'll definitely piggyback off of rob as far as his sentiment how he feels about it as far as the the whimsicalness of it and the music and definitely i kind of it brings me back to my goth days and being in bands and stuff like it's like i'm having a hot topic flashback right now but definitely that aspect of it that the again the whimsicalness of it i i love the stop motion of it too it's very reminiscent of me watching rudolph and things of even though it's claymation but a different so that's really i just remember it i also remember you know i you know we talk about we're going to talk later about the notes that i've made were more about how the characters their feelings what they represent so i'll go more into that later i guess when we talk about it but that's i can definitely um relate to the sentiment of a lot of the characters Welcome to an extraordinary world filled with magic and wonder. Open your mind and let yourself go to a place where every day is Halloween and every night Jack Skellington I am the Pumpkin King! (laughs) dreams of something different. What is this? It's someplace new. Jack, look out! What's this? What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. This is a What is this? Haven't you heard of peace on earth and goodwill toward men? <laughs> Touchstone Pictures presents the enchanting story of two very special dreamers and the holiday spirit that brought them together. From the imagination of Tim Burton comes The Nightmare Before Christmas. And what did Santa bring you, honey? So Rob mentioned he watches this every year, but when do you watch it, Rob? Is this a Halloween movie for you or is this a Christmas movie or do you go kind of in November? Do you sandwich yourself in between those two (laughs) holidays? This is what's funny about that because that was one of the debates that I wanted to go go on with with this uh, episode is that in theaters, they will always put this during Christmas time, right? So I'm used to watching it around Christmas time. Even though it is a Halloween movie, I totally get that. And I agree. I think it is a Halloween 
Halloween movie. Yeah, it would usually go to theaters um, in Christmas. So I would watch it on 3D in the theater. And then in the years that it wasn't playing or I couldn't go, I would watch it at home. But the soundtrack lives rent-free in my head. Like, I listen to the soundtrack all the time. So sometimes I can go years without watching it because I always have the music playing every day. It's a constant thing. This movie is 365 for me. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's usually Christmas time is when I'll officially watch it if I had to pick. It's funny you say that, Rob, because I always have Sally's song playing on like one of my mm -hmm. playlists that are just, yeah, randomly it just comes on. David, what do you think? Christmas, Halloween, or both? I'm gonna say both, but I'll be honest with you. I'm one of the people that sandwiches it in between. I usually don't watch it around Halloween, but more towards like the, the weekend after Thanksgiving, which is technically for most people the Christmas, beginning of the Christmas season. So I guess it's more towards it's Christmas, but I do watch it pretty much every year. So my kids actually watched it. We watched it recently for the podcast. So I can kind of refresh on certain things and hit certain points. And they actually, it kept their interest, which again, I always gauge that because they're the younger generation that has the attention mm. span of a goldfish when it comes to most <laughs> stuff, unless it's like explosions and flashing lights all the time. So they, they watched it through. So I think we'll probably kind of do the same thing. It'll be like the weekend after we put up our tree and all that, all that jazz. So I feel like I done both with that i think i did halloween time when i was younger because you're i was always excited for halloween to come i was always rushing it if you could live in a dimension of halloween i think i would take a little vacation there for a few weeks honestly <laughs> the funny part is the director says it is a halloween movie yes and tim burton says it is both supposedly the idea i don't know if you gentlemen saw this as well and rob's a huge fan so he's probably heard this over the years but one of the inspirations was tim burton had a fever but then he also said that he saw the stores mixing the halloween decorations with the christmas decorations because they rushed it out on october 31st to put the christmas in and it was the perfect blending and he said it was beautiful like that yeah which i know rob is still holding on to halloween so <laughs> yeah and so and that's the other thing too it's like Hocus Pocus is reserved for Halloween. Like you don't touch that month nor the next month after that. So I don't blend Nightmare for Christmas with Hocus because of what Nightmare did to Hocus when it first came out. So I'm still bitter and I boycott Nightmare for <laughs> Christmas during the Halloween season because it messed up Hocus. And I'm sure everybody knows, but for those who don't, Hocus Pocus is Johnny under Back. Disney as well as Nightmare Before Christmas given Touchstone Pictures. And because both movies needed their time to shine, instead of having Nightmare Before Christmas come out during the holidays, which is what they do now, they yes. decided, well, this movie needs to come out during Halloween season and we'll just do this witchy movie in July. And therefore resulted in a horrible box office for Hocus. God bless that it thanked the angel who was trick-or-treating. Bless you. It became a cult classic. <laughs> But it is due to Nightmare Before Christmas that Hocus did not get its fair share. And so I separate the two. Hocus is for Halloween and Nightmare is for Christmas. So that is how I do things in my household. Dost thou comprehend stuff? Right! Does that comprehend? Exactly. <laughs> 
Okay, so you brought up Hocus. I wrote, when did this happen? I feel like in the 2000s, both Hocus Pocus and Nightmare Before Christmas kind of exploded in, I want to say, early 2000s. Out of like, I mean, because it was always there, but then this popularity hit and Hot Topic, something that came up already, I feel like Hot Topic was a huge part of this resurgence because all you saw was nightmare merchandise in yeah. Hot Topic. And now, of course, it is an empire. Both Hocus and Nightmare Before Christmas are huge merchandise moneymakers. I mean, for us, we were there and we appreciated it from the beginning, but there was definitely Definitely an explosion in the 2000s of, this, oh, sure. of these movies. I have a question for, for both of you guys. I'm going to kind of piggyback on that just slightly. Hocus Pocus had an underground following. People waited for years and years and years and years for them to have a sequel to it, right? Do you feel that The Nightmare Before Christmas has held its ground for all these years because it is piggybacked off of Corpse's Bride and Coraline, which is all about this melancholy, even though they're not related, this kind of melancholy you universe that I feel like they could live in each other's universes pretty easily to some degree. Well, isn't that their theory that the corpse's bride is supposed to be Jack, the guy they say is a... I mean, they say that now, right? They're like, oh, this could have been Jack when he was alive. He was a pirate, damn it. He was a pirate when he was alive. <laughs> I had not thought about that. And, and you know, like, I did see both Corpse and Coraline, and those definitely need a rewatch for me. I'm not as a huge cult fan of Coraline as most people are and this does not mean that I dislike the movie it's just not a film that I really think about yeah I would love to just include that in like oh my god Cor and here's the thing I will always tell people Coraline is great it's scarier than I Before Christmas it's darker and it has more of a message that's blatantly clear in its storytelling versus Nightmare but Nightmare is just sort of you know back in my day that that's that's my movie yeah i but i hadn't thought about that david i i wonder if that could have happened i mean we do see more and more kind of come out to try and capture that as well you know corpse ride was okay i didn't really find the songs that catchy enough for me to repeat that storyline but um it is a fun film the window and wild i wish got more views i mm, i'm just so disappointed that movie did not get <laughs> the viewership that it should have i thought it was a very clever movie and and, um, you know, they tried something new and unique. But yeah, I think Number Four Christmas stays relevant due to a lot of other films that become sort of trying to capture that sort of magic. And you're like reminded that Number Four Christmas is the pinnacle for me, I guess, if you want to see that subject. It, it truly is, because honestly, I was blown away. I mean, again, this movie is 30 years old. I would never believe it. Like, it's different between 30 years from when we were growing up watching a movie and going, oh, yeah, this is 30 years old in 1980 whatever i think this could look like it just came out still to this day yes it could be the the disney plus hd gorgeousness but between that and it really is the pinnacle i mean how do you get the perfect storm again though that's the whole thing the music the score the acting i think you can't catch that magic bottle again which i'm shocked that disney of course didn't take the whole door to every holiday thing and run with that but it seems honestly it's because it's guarded by tim burton so fiercely Christmas town? Hmm. Ho, 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 ho.
The idea of a sequel has been brought up. It says back in 2001, Disney was reportedly considering making a CGI over stop motion, but Burton (laughs) intervened. It says still the rumors continued and director Henry Selick? Selick, yeah. Thank you. Said in 2009, he would do it if Burton came up with a good story. In 2019, it was reported that Disney was considering a stop motion sequel or a live action remake. But none of these plans have come to fruition. There is a 2022 novel follow-up called Long Live the Pumpkin Queen, which shows the year after the movie and Sally is crowned the Pumpkin Queen and she discovers an ancient realm called Dreamtown. There's also a prequel. There was prequel video games, everybody. Nightmare Before Christmas, Oogie's Revenge was a sequel. They had the prequel and the prequel book, get this, Oogie Boogie was good originally. Sandy Claus. The original or the Pumpkin King at the time wanted to remain in power and he's evil and he evidently fills Oogie Boogie with all those little bugs and makes him evil over time to so compete he with Jack. created the Boogeyman then. Yes. Yes. So eh, is it official? It's made by Disney. I don't know. Is it really part of the story? Interesting. Don't like that. David, you're a nay on a sequel. I would maybe consider the prequel, but not the sequel. Because I don't think, no offense to Disney, but this is what Disney does. Like, And they all lived happily ever after. And now well, they're not going to because Cinderella has to have seven different interpretations now. Goes back in time too, didn't she? I'm Cinderella <laughs> back in the shoe. Cinderella. <laughs> I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Let them back live happily ever. The Jack found sadly. He fulfilled his, you know, he the piece no. that was missing in his life. It's done. I hope she's not back in the shoe. Please. <laughs> she had a good back life after in that. The shoe. <laughs> She don't need that. We need you to train these mice for the next Cindy. <laughs> They're gonna need your help, animals. <laughs> oh my god, not back in the shoe. Yeah, so, those mice sewing again. Oh, that was so funny. Okay, I am very, very selfish. I will tell you, when I was a kid, I wanted to know what was behind those other doors in my head. Yes. I had every town, like, all blueprint. I, I told, I was like, I know what's in this door. I know what's going behind this door. I was so obsessed with how Tim Burton would adapt all of these other holidays. I was so selfish. But I am very, very glad that we do not have a follow-up to this. And I think that it's weird too because it's like if you have a movie that is just so good that it doesn't need a follow-up because people just still watch the original why make a new one but yes because it's so popular and still in people's minds this is the perfect time to try and do something new with it so it's it's a back and forth and you don't know when the right time for a sequel is but honestly i don't think there's a story I really don't. Like, Jack has learned his lesson. He got the girl. Like, sit down and just enjoy (laughs) your life. Thank you. We don't need Miles Morales coming from the Spider-Verse through one of the doors to go get him. No, no, no. Thank Mm. you. All right. Well, to piggyback on Rob's thoughts, why can't they make sequels and not involve Jack? Those separate worlds. A tale from the behind the Easter door. A tale from the blah, 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 blah. Well, okay, answer. 
answer me this. Well, I mean, I don't know if the same people would be involved. I mean, that'd be really weird to just wipe the slate clean and just let somebody else run with this. But let's say Tim Burton was behind this. Raise your hand if you really enjoyed Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, so, I mean, and here's the thing. Alice in Wonderland is good in its own right, but at the same time, it is not... See, I don't even like the cartoon originally either. It's so weird to me. Oh, I love the cartoon. But, (laughs) But the thing is, is that, like... I know that Tim Burton is able to make lighthearted movies like Mars Attacks was very wacky. It didn't have to be all dark and supernatural or whatever. But it's to me like I don't know if he would be able to really hit it on the mark if he were to do Thanksgiving or, you know, St. Patrick's Day. And here's the thing. I think that if he could do it, I don't think production companies and producers would like it. I would have evil leprechauns just doing the absolute (laughs) worst trickery and, you know, turkeys would be dying left and right heads would be running around cut off oh that's where you're taking those lands yeah well i mean i'm just just think about it like when we went to christmas town we only got the north pole we barely got to see the city let's talk about what them kids and them greedy you know parents are really doing down there when they're off season i can imagine what it looks like over there on the other 364 days when christmas ain't around they are probably the dirtiest city karen's all around like like this ain't whoville get this home Homeless off the street like you that also looked very like 60s like when you know like i was surprised to see a black family there anyway well you know you know you get tim burton you never know oh isn't he's the one that he only had white people because he wanted them to look pale and sick well he he said something (laughs) well that's what he said in the adams right yeah he said something (laughs) along the lines like you know the stories that i tell just doesn't involve people of color that just how it is which makes no sense or or he says something along the lines of you know like i think i mean i I think he kind of said it in a rude way but i think he's just choosing to stay in his lane which i think a lot of people could take note from if you don't know how to write for black people don't have him in your movie i don't need to be a token in your shit he probably just just like i don't know that story so i'm not gonna write for him that plain and simple he only knows depression and (laughs) nightmares honestly this is tim burton and Johnny Depp. That's all he does. <laughs> and Johnny Depp. But I was very curious. I just don't know if it would really be reminiscent of anything. It would be a completely different movie. It just wouldn't make sense. So I, I'm actually happy. It's, it's, it is the way that it is. I agree. With the voice of Jenna Ortega and Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> right? Exactly. You know it would be Jenna Ortega now if but it was. But see, that's the thing, too. Wait and see what Beetlejuice does, and it might rekindle something. Because, you know, you know, Tim Burton said, like, recently, I've done the sequels. I've done that shit. I'm done. So he's just like, I'm not trying to do sequels anymore. I've tried to do Adam. Like, I'm I'm over it now. So you're right, Rob, when you said wait and see this Beetlejuice, because if it's anything like that sequel script we spoke about. With well, Michael King doesn't need as much makeup. He's looking pretty crusty now anyway. So <laughs> it'll be easier for the makeup artist. I always say that. I think he looks good. But did you see the picture? No. Yeah, he looks there's horrible. A, yeah, there's a release picture of him in the makeup. But I think it's also, I think it's pre-production makeup, though. I don't think. Yes. Any- Yes, but. because the people got to cease and dis- uh, assist. I was going to say cease and assist. Cease and de- <laughs> don't post the photo. That's what they got. That's what yeah. they got. Yeah, yeah. So I think it, you're right, Rob. I think they are going to CGI the face, you know, smooth the wrinkles out. Mm-hmm. No Gina Davis. <laughs> I hope we get a surprise. Baldwin no, saying, get over here, you little pig, to Jenna Ortega. Yeah, yeah, that would. <laughs> <laughs> Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? 
That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we get more into the film, we reached out to the Radical Ones on Instagram. We mentioned that this was our last recording of the season and asked to have their voices heard about 30 years of a nightmare before Christmas. We got a few responses. So first off, we have Holly Renee 86. She says, I'm so old. I bought this on VHS when it came out. Yes, Holly. I still have mine somewhere too. Actually, no, it's in David's. David's storage storage now, but yes. I, wow, did I have the VHS? I don't think I did. I may have recorded it on VHS, but bought the DVD immediately. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I I think it had that clamshell too, Rob. It had like, it had a gigantic clamshell. Yeah, I don't know why I don't remember this. I could have bought it, but I just, my mind right now doesn't remember buying the actual VHS. I think I recorded it on TV or something, but bought the DVD immediately. Yeah. (laughs) Hell, we love the good recorded VHS. I have the DVD and some goth chick stole my VHS. (laughs) 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 
Damn, that's on topic. She's, she was climbing in my window, snatching my videos up. <laughs> Tarot by Lucia says, Happy 30th. One of the best movies and soundtracks ever made. It's my favorite. It's true. The soundtrack is unbeatable. Truly. Director, writer, screenwriter Ansel Farage wrote, This movie remains a masterpiece and the songs still give me goosebumps. Love that. Yes. Slash Vision. Wonderful podcast, by the way, says it's a rare movie that can be enjoyed on two totally opposite holiday crowd, which is something we discussed. I love that. That's so true. And Cadu, hello, Cadu. He just said he wanted to wish the co-host a happy new year. And thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you. Muchas. Thank you so much, Cadu. Thank you you so much, everybody who wrote to us. I know Rob had some things too. David's got some things he wants to say. So where do you want to go first? gentlemen david has some emotional feelings about this (laughs) (laughs) so watching this movie throughout the years how old were you when you figured out that jack skellington had a talking voice and a singing voice that were two different people uh this week researching the film christmas time You're kidding. You thought they were the same voice uh, all the time. And now I'm truly upset because I thought it was the <laughs> same person. Upset. Do you know who the talking voice is? Yes, this actor is. And he was in, oh my God, he was in a lot of things. What the hell is his a name? A lot of things, including he's our necromancer demon. This is cr- I want to say this. Chris Sarandon. Sarandon. Yes. And yeah. Fright Yes, Fright Night and our necromancer demon. Child's Play. Yeah, Child's Play. Yeah, he plays the talking voice of our Jack Skellington while Danny Elfman is the singing voice. Very Simba. (laughs) And I love it. (laughs) It blew my mind, but it makes so much sense that it would be Danny because he's so involved with this writing, the score and all the things. Shocked. I was shocked. Well, to that point... I knew there was a difference from the beginning. Oh, David, okay. And I think that certain movies should take a note from that. Like when we watched The Last Unicorn and Mia Farrow was trying to sing. Yeah, but they replaced her on the soundtrack, remember? (laughs) Like when you watch Grease and... Let's do it for a country. The red, white, and the blue. Well, they they also took her off the soundtrack too and replaced her with the male. Oh, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You ain't heard from me but i ain't one to gossip she should have taken note so with that being said and this is oh god okay so i i don't want to get off too but it's just like when you when you do stuff like that and you separate the talking voice and the singing voice the singer doesn't get as much praise because of the actor who is playing the talking voice it's so funny that it's been switched for nightmare but like when you look at simba like jason weaver thank the lord like this man got like a plaque or something in remnants of his singing part in Lion, in the Lion King. King. Yeah. And people are still recognizing that, you know, JTT was not singing. That I, I kind King. of, for some reason, I knew. I don't know why. Maybe I figured he wasn't. Yeah. He posted something recently on Instagram, and, like, a lot of people really recognize that you are the voice of that song, and we will never forget it. And I love that. But then you look at, like, another example is, like, The Greatest Showman. I thought that was Rebecca Ferguson on that stage 
stage the entire time. I She acted the crap out of that. And I honestly thought it was her voice. I was like, you never know. You never know. And then come to find out it was a totally different singer. And I feel horrible because I would like post about how Rebecca how was good like she- doing it. <laughs> Okay, so then Rob, this is what I say all the time. Jennifer Lopez. The only reason why she started that singing career is because everyone thought she was singing when she was playing Selena. I thought she was too. I thought everybody doesn't didn't know Selena's music before that movie or in general. Always thought that she was the one singing. No, no shade to no, no shade to no. She didn't do one note. Oh my God. I had no idea. I saw JLo in Vegas. She's phenomenal. She is so entertaining, but she does not sing like Selena. I'll tell you what though, this director, I don't think is going to work with Tim Burton again. I mean, it says he would, but it sounded like he was on there for eight to 10 days, Tim Burton altogether. And he has all the credit for this movie. And this was the director that was there every day when they were moving. Well, it says Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. It doesn't say. It literally says that. That really is sad because eight to 10 days, days only yes you gave the treatment and you did this but tim did not even want to be on set because it was stop motion and literally this man is there a minute of footage took one week yeah that's how it works. i would be pissed off too if it was tim burton's nightmare before christmas and i directed every minute of this movie yeah so that no, really does seriously. suck honestly talking about voices and not getting recognition so yeah well i was not it was not too long ago i would maybe say Three or four years ago, I just found out the mayor's voice is Otho. Yes, yes. I had no clue. No clue. I mean, this man really keeps it in the family. I love that he was involved. And now I can never unsee it. Yes. I think it's wonderful. He is a part of this movie. I love that. Jack, I've got the plans for next Halloween. I need to go over them with you so we can get started. Jack, please, I'm only an elected official here. I can't make decisions by myself. Jack! I'm going to let David touch on the characters because I love that you brought that up. This movie is really about just the specific unique characters that were brought into this. But like, I want to praise our Oogie Boogie, our villain. He had a very short role, but the man just literally made a staple. I mean, he just stole the show, you know, just little hints here and there. But once he was able to just be in the spotlight, like I was blown away. I love the gambling aspect. I love the neon on colors i love the voice ken page killed it and also just serving ursula with the very voluptuous way of his movement and you know the mysterious circumstances as to why he was banished in the first place like both stories are still unknown to this day and just being exiled but also just the catchiest villain song ever it's just i just love the oogie boogie um character just really cool because it's someone you love as a villain because he's so fun that he just Mm -hmm. he he just takes over the scenes and you want to see more of him i would say he crawled so sweet and buffy the demon could live you know the musical (laughs) buffy episode i mean that's not trying to be oogie boogie what a lot of fun you guys have been real swell 
<laughs> That's exactly what I have. The, the, the dancing demon. He's got that same charisma. Yeah, I swear to God, he. That's an oogie boogie homage. I'll say. But David, okay, so you want to talk about the emotional Ooh. feeling? Oh God, okay. So, so we talked about the oogie boogie. So I'll start with that. You guys jump in whenever you want. I said he's greedy. He's evil. He's perverse and immoral. His shell represents the emptiness of people, and he's filled with all of the bad things that are represented by people. That's how I took it. Well, I mean, because, yeah, I mean, the boogeyman is created by fear. So, yeah, those are all just living into, you know, things that are inside, like creating this one entity of like fear itself. So for sure, it, it, it definitely for me, if you don't read into it, you miss that part of it. Like he's just like, you don't see that he's filled with all this nasty stuff. That's from us. That's from human beings. Like that is definitely not just of him. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I got from him. I just wrote Jack is unsatisfied and bored with his existence he's depressed and ultimately so you know we're doing this just like we're kind of doing the behind the scenes the people that know the story or the the movie it's funny to me how Jack when he brings this theme of Christmas into Halloween he in his mind thinks he knows what Christmas is about and the people around him the the witches and the the cute little vampires that I love they just run around (laughs) scurry around they don't understand what Jack is trying to say because he felt it when he went to Christmas or Christmas. He experienced it. But truly, Jack doesn't know either because his love becomes an obsession. So it's not necessarily, he is so bored and unsatisfied from even though it's another successful Halloween, you know, that year and they're planning for the next one. He's unsatisfied with his life and there's something missing in his life and he's depressed about it. But he still doesn't get that Christmas is not about the way he thinks it's about. So I, I kind of like that. It's a band-aid, aspect I of figured. It. It's a, he's trying to find happiness. Well, I just think it's funny how he's like, I'm just going to play a part for the people. Like, he's like, oh, well, I'll just give the crowd what they want. He says something to that effect, basically, (laughs) when he's trying to do his presentation. I'll just give them what they want. But ultimately, Jack doesn't know either what Christmas is about, for the most, because he can't, he, it's, it's not of him. It's not in him. So that's what I wrote about Jack. It goes something like this. How about it? Think you can manage? A one and a two and a three and a... Next! Fantastic! Now, why don't you all practice on that? And we'll be in great shape. I just um, thought it was a midlife crisis. This man was bored doing the same <laughs> thing every day. I mean, this, that sleigh was his Ferrari. He got a new suit, new hairdo. Like, he, he was just going through it. Like, <laughs> But look how all it took was Sally to put up a little basket in the window to make him glow. I love his smile when that little <laughs> scene when she gives him the basket when he's in that tower. And that's all it takes. He he looked so happy and alive. She was there. So right do you think he's you. missing love? You think he's missing love and warmth? Is that what you would say? I think so. Jack, please listen to me. It's going to be a disaster. How could it be? Just follow the pattern. This part's red. The trim is white. It's a mistake, Jack. Now don't be modest. Who else is clever enough to make my Sandy Claus outfit? Next. I have every confidence in you. But it seems wrong to me. Very wrong. 
Well, you know, some people would categorize him as someone who's just very adventurous, right? Like, yes. he's he's been doing the same thing all the time. You know, he just wants something different, something fun, or, you know, like, is this all that's here? You know, like, I'm tired of this town. There's only two people population. Like, I want to see the world. I want to see what's out there. What's beyond the woods? Let us know, you know? And he just thrives for some kind of, you know, like, excitement that he's just not getting in Halloween time. It's just the same thing over and over again. So, But as much as we love Halloween, and I mean, God, I love Halloween. If you lived this 365 days a year, and then literally the day after you finish, you got to start up for the next year again? It's like it's like a Groundhog but, Day. But that what never... Santa, Santa Claus does the same exact thing. I yeah. know, but that's what I'm saying. They're both in this You world. don't seem him being bored because he has the other aspect of, it, of the warmth, I guess. Nice work. Bone Daddy. Yeah, I guess so. Just like last year. And the year before that. And the year before that. Then I wrote, Sally's equally wants more for her life. I feel like she represents hope, young love, innocence, and like losing yourself like yeah. in that infatuation. So I kind of feel like in that way, they're very much like they're both unsatisfied. You know, from perspective, Jack has a lot more. He's he's loved and beloved by everyone. He is the, he's the king. Yeah. You know what I mean? People come to him for everything. So, and you have Sally who is, for lack of a better word, in like an indentured servant to her creator. Oh, God. You know, which... even though she's constantly poisoning him, which is funny because she's innocent but at the same time she's poisoned. I love him constantly. the spoon. I love the whole the, uh, the strained spoon. She mm. she wants more. She wants I know mm, it's good. And he just uh, worms wart. Mm. And frog's breath. What's wrong? I thought you liked frog's breath. Nothing's more suspicious than frog's breath. Until you taste it, I won't swallow a spoonful. I'm not hungry. Oops. You want me to starve. An old man like me who hardly has strength as it is. Me, to whom you owe your very life. Oh, don't be silly. Toads. What is a toad's breath? Toad's, yeah, toad's yeah, breath. Yeah. You could put Jack Skellington in the music video Lucky, and it would make complete sense. This is a story about a girl named Lucky. The man has been given everything. It's like, what do you do next? I'm still unhappy. Like, I want more than just the fame and the recognition. And yes. So you're saying he's Belle? He wants more than his provincial yeah. life. No, I mean, yes, no. Bell did cross my mind during this conversation. He's Bell is a, is another and example he read a good book like too. Different, but yeah. so do you think that Jack is? And oh God, I'm going to be like way too deep. Is such an is such a I don't know how do I want to wrote the character Jack himself is is so far removed from all these other people because I feel like everyone else ignorance is bliss. This is what they know and they're happy with it. Jack oh, is one yeah. of the rare people in this thing that that actually wants more than you know. I actually I only the part the only two people I see in this whole thing it, or actually three is Sally, Jack, and Oogie Boogie because Oogie Boogie wants to be free because he's kind of suppressed because he's 
you know, he's the big bad guy, you know, and he would take over Jack and turn Halloween into what people, a lot of people think Halloween is evil, you know, per se. And so Jack and Sally are really the only two characters in this movie that are are, are awake and see that there's more to life. Or their afterlife than anything else. <laughs> yeah, they they just have this emptiness that it that it's it's a void. It needs to be filled. They don't know what it is that they need, but it, it's something that they are yearning for, and and they're willing to take over a whole town to get it. It couldn't be more wonderful. But you're the pumpkin king. Not anymore. And I feel so much better now. Jack, I know you think something's missing. Ow! Sorry. You're right. Something is missing. But what? I've got the beard, the coat, the boots, the belt. Jack! Jack! This time we bagged him. This time we really did. He sure is big, Jack. And heavy! Let me out! Sandy Claus. In person. What a pleasure to meet you. What? Why, you have hands! You don't have claws at all! Where am I? Surprised, aren't you? I knew you would be. You don't need to have another worry about Christmas this year. What? 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 Consider this a vacation, Sandy. A reward. It's your turn to take it easy. But, but there must be some mistake. See that he's comfortable. Just a second, fellow! Of course! That's what I'm missing. Thanks. You just can't... Hold on! Where are we going now? Ho, ho, ho! No. This is worse than I thought. Much worse. Oh. I know. Oh! It's also interesting that Sally was given the power of sight as well. I mean, she is, she gets a, you know, this prophecy, like obviously whatever he's planning to do is not going to work. I don't know why she's given this gift, but I think they both just unlocked a certain percentage of their brains that allowed them to think beyond what was told to them in this Pleasantville like town. And but now that yeah. people have experienced both, what do you think? Did this change the whole town? in general it's interesting to see that you know the minute that they had the town hall meeting like everyone was very just curious and excited about like all of these new things but it was still supposed to be done in the realm of what they know right yes so they could see that something they were looking at was very different, but yet they didn't know how to interpret it unless it, they just believed their world is everywhere else. Yeah. You know, they yes. described every happiness thing into a, something that's more darker. You know, is it filled with the pox? Like they just couldn't get out of their way as far as like, no, there might be something different. But it, you know, it also is a little creepy of how, how easy it was to have this entire town just do whatever the, you know, Jack says as the leader. Right. And he's like, you guys are going to love Christmas. I'm telling you, it's great. He's like, fine, let's just do it. Like, there was no question about it. Sally was the only one that just kind of went against the grain and was like, you know, our leader doesn't know everything. This is bad. And everybody's just like, shut up, Sally. You don't know what you're talking about. We're just going to do it. So it was just the easiest, the, the way that it was so easy to just convert these people into a different, like, I wouldn't say religion, but just a way of life was just a little like, ooh. But then also the idea that everything must be segregated and can't mix 
Phoenix. Santa really was just like, keep your ghetto asses out of my town. You don't belong here. It doesn't make sense. And I'm just like, wow. You ugly people. You ugly people. Well, I told you that when Rudolph, he wasn't nice to Rudolph until he needed him for something. Honestly, that was the horse Santa Claus in the world. He's like, I I, I had hopes for your ugly ass face. And now (laughs) I need you to cut through this fog. So now I'm going to use you. (laughs) That broke my heart. I mean, I thought it was nice that Santa gave the town snow, but it's just like, (laughs) that's the least. I hope this kid, yeah, this is the least, but just just don't come. I I was like, oh, this sucks that they can't mix each (laughs) other's worlds. <laughs> He's got snowing in me while the elves are changing the lock on the on the tree door. Right. <laughs> well, that Easter buddy was honestly. He also, also, yeah, Christmas Town. Anything foreign, shoot it out of the sky. Like, just get I rid. I couldn't of it. believe that. <laughs> You're welcome, one and all. Where'd you spot him? Fast as we can, ma'am. Police. I know. I know. A skeleton. Keep calm. Turn off all the lights. Make sure the doors are locked. Hello, police. Reports are pouring in from all over the globe that an imposter is shamelessly impersonating Santa Claus, mocking and mangling this joyous holiday. Please assure us that at this moment, military units are mobilizing to stop the perpetrator of this heinous crime. Jack, someone has to help Jack. Where'd they take that Santa Claus? Christmas. Christmas Town has guns and bombs and cannons and tanks. Like, that's not Christmas Town. I don't get that it is either, Christmas Town. because I thought they no, went to I totally, No, I totally read it that the, each door represents a different realm, but then Santa Claus goes to the human world. He leaves the realm of S- Christmas world and goes to the human world, just like Jack goes to the human world, because there's no human world outside of the Halloween town, because otherwise they, they would go there all the time. could have easily done the same thing because we have trick-or-treating. We have the candy companies. Like, we have our trick-or-treaters, but who do they trick-or-treat to? Nobody's giving out candy. Like, what? Like Halloween town is taken literal with monsters. You don't have a place where they can go to a human world and trick-or-treat for the night. I thought that's what it... They're celebrating themselves. And so that's the other thing. It's like, does every other town have a human aspect to it? Or is it literally just like, you know, Valentine's Day? Is it just full of angels? Are we in the clouds the whole time? Or is there a human world to go to where everyone's in love? So it's just like, why is Halloween Town the only one that's just monster? But I get what you're saying, David. It makes total sense, but it's just like, why is Halloween Town so different then? Like St. Patrick's Day. I don't Day know. Return to Halloween Town Part 3. <laughs> oh yeah, it says this right here actually. It does say he's in the real world. It says Jack presents, terrorizes the real world's population and contact the That's- authorities so wild. yeah so it is the, i actually did think it was the real world too i didn't think it was christmas land because christmas land looked too perfect well it was just the, it was just the north pole that was it but they could have easily just made that the entire christmas town of just the north one, pole yes. to have a city full of elves and citizens there just like the the um christmas chronicles same thing they had an entire world up there yeah they did I just, listen, listen rob only us pathetic humans would just start shooting <laughs> randomly rob <laughs> rockets and things only us like, we don't understand it kill it <laughs> they also had those elvis commemorative plates i noticed on one of the walls I know. but you know what's you know what's wild though the, too is that jack even though is from halloween town which is sort of 
you know, envisioned to be like evil and dark and horrific and whatnot. And he's like, um, why are you shooting at me? I didn't do anything. And then he's so shocked that somebody's shooting at him. And it's like, is this man more wholesome than our human counterpart? That's how I took it too. A monster world. Well, he's delusional because he thinks that the humans are like the same things that he does. So this is Mm -hmm. where he's, he's defaults to what he knows. So he has that ignorance as well you know he was accusing the people of halloween town of not knowing what really christmas is about and only he knows but he doesn't because if he knew anything children don't want scorpions to jump out of a box and sting them you know what i mean like given the state of what was going to happen once jack took over christmas and sort of made it his night do you feel at any point was he the villain of our story or is he still our protagonist given that he only saved sally and santa for a good five minutes. Oogie Boogie really didn't carry out any kind of like world domination or anything like that. All he wanted to do was take down Jack. So as far as the protagonist goes, yeah, you saved our damsel, but Sally honestly took care of herself in a way. But like, do you feel at any point was Jack our villain of the story or just a misguided or just misguided hero? No, I think you made a good point. He really is the catalyst for Christmas originally to be turned into this nightmare. So I think he, I think he causes something bad, but I don't see him as the villain. I also feel like Jack the reason why the Oogie Boogie is 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 Jack is trying to keep him down is because Jack looks at Halloween as a beautiful thing. It's an amazing thing. It's a fun thing. It's what everyone should enjoy it. Yeah. Doesn't take it to that evil place. Because the Oogie Boogie, again, is like all of the nasty stuff and the greed and and even gluttony and lust. The way he was like, Sally was shaking that leg. I love the leg. Through the door. And he was like, oh, I'm going to get some. I'm going to get he some. Felt up that leg. <sighs> What? You try to make a dupe out of me? I mean, Jack is very pure and innocent, comparatively speaking. When he when he scared those little ugly little kid things, though, he said he he kind of turned on the uh, you know like I do with my with my children, I turn you know. <laughs> So there was a theory on Reddit that I read. It was this couple who came up with their own backstory of at least the feud between Oogie Boogie and Jack. And so if I remember correctly, it said something like Jack and and Oogie Boogie had a different sort of aspect on what they think Halloween is, right? And Oogie Boogie wanted to kind of do something that's a little more darker and whatnot. And, you know, Jack saw sort of the fun and whimsical side of just doing and celebrating Halloween in itself. And so Jack um, went to Finkelstein and had him create the mayor to run the town. So Oogie Boogie wouldn't take over. And with the mayor under his thumb, Jack got Oogie Boogie exiled. And that explains why the mayor... Yeah, was 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 made and created and sort of like a Manchurian candidate sort of thing. Okay. And I was like, oh, like that. okay, that's interesting. But yeah, um, I, I wonder what, what, what was really going on. But, you know, especially as to who was Jack, you know, when he was alive. To your point on that, it, it does seem that because the, literally the mayor says, I'm just the mayor. How am I supposed to make a decision? Because he yeah. needs Jack to tell him how to think. Jack! Exactly. Jack. He's very scared of our trick-or-treaters because they know that they work for Oogie Boogie as well. So the mayor freaks out when they're around. <laughs> 
And um, yeah, so that was just like a theory that I heard. I thought that was interesting. I like it. How do you feel about Vincent Price originally voicing Santa? He did the lines, but he was recast because it happened after his wife's death and he sounded so sad and his voice was worn out. So they said it was too sad for Santa. They replaced him. And then they then they said he was going to be the narrator in the beginning, but also the same thing happened. They then asked, who did they ask the, also? They had Patrick Stewart do it as well, which was recorded, but they only used it on the album, evidently. And get this, after a few people backed out, they asked James Earl Jones. He said yes. And then when he found out that he wasn't the first choice, he got mad and didn't do it. And didn't do it. <laughs> well, nobody wants to be the like the fifth spare, God No, sake. I know, I but mean, my like... God. And the ending originally had Oogie Boogie revealed as Dr. Finkels is it Dr. Finkelstein? Yeah, Finkelstein, Finkelstein, yeah. So he was going to be revealed as the doctor underneath the Oogie Boogie costume as the grand maestro oh, wow. of this whole thing. And Tim Burton saw the ending, got so mad, kicked a hole in the wall and demanded it be changed. Evidently, this man is very temperamental. Mm. So, hey, but with that, <laughs> How do we wrap up our 30-year conversation before we get into a little game that Rob brought for us this week? Are you saying we talked too long? You told it a 30-year conversation? Was this too long for you? (laughs) I am just very curious. If you guys had a choice to go into one of those doors, which holiday would you go into? Honestly, I would have said Halloween Town. I would say every month I would pick Halloween Town besides this month because I'm kind of have the Christmas spirit the last few weeks. So I'm like, that was so beautiful when he went into into the Christmas Town, like the snow and the lights. But honestly, Halloween Town, David. Hmm. It was Halloween. There was the. You know what? I guess I can't make I can't make an informed decision because they don't know what the other ones represent. If I go That's through fair. the Irish store, St. Patrick's Day, is it going to be like leprechauns and rainbows and pots of gold, and that's it, or is it going to be something more? Am I transported to Ireland and I can run in the the Emerald Isle and stuff like that? Like, what is it really? Jennifer Aniston is in that so, room. I don't want Thanksgiving because I don't need to gain any weight. So by Thanksgiving, Halloween probably would be my first choice. Christmas, it's too cold, and after a while those elves would annoy me so what about easter town would have been spring which is a beautiful beautiful time of the year and you know i'm partial to rabbits i'm partial to halloween for the most part but i also think that i would be at odds because they wouldn't we i wouldn't understand them they wouldn't understand me you know what i'm saying like they because they have that mentality of you know what i'm saying like you go to easter what is easter bunny gonna do hand you an egg like which might hand you a, a you know a shrunken head or something you know what i'm trying to say like it's, it's a totally different and Thanksgiving, they know. hand you a turkey. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading too much into it. So we'll st- default to Halloween. What door would you pick, Rob? Well, I was trying to remember all the doors. I think there were a total of nine. I mean, obviously, the nine? smaller holidays don't get talked about. I think there was like eight or nine, I think. Valentine's Day. There was Valentine's mm, Day, yes. Love. Valentine's Day, it I, it would depend. It would really depend. Rob, on, like Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> 365 days a year, Rob. I know. That's not that what that means. <laughs> yes, it does. I love it. No, it would probably be like swans and stuff. I don't know. Swan Lake. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think like 
I'm very curious about Independence Day. I wonder what that would look like having to celebrate that 365. Um, but is it like the way I look at it is that it's e- it's eternal summer there. Like it never gets cold. The sky is always blue. You know, it would be very patriotic, of course. But like, you know, like a fireworks show every day. Like that's kind of what I think of, you know, hot dogs and, you know, sodas and, you know, baseball games every day. Like I just have a feeling like Independence Day would just be a fun afternoon for a whole entire year but yeah halloween town would probably you know hopefully all of the monsters are scared you know like friendly and they don't <laughs> kill you know foreigners or whatever walking in there they but. seemed friendly right i mean that's what i would like to believe they seem so friendly <laughs> but yeah but yeah i think i'd be curious with july 4th so smart. i'm changing to valentine's day oh all right <laughs> for obvious reasons well, you tell us that you find out i still think it's the the tunnel i'll still be there you'll have to come get me It'll be the tunnel of love i swear it's all gonna be the <laughs> Tunnel of love. Wild horses couldn't tear me away. <laughs> Good news, folks. Santa Claus, the one and only, has finally been spotted. Old Saint Nick appears to be traveling at supersonic speed, setting things right, bringing joy and cheer wherever he goes. Yes, folks, Chris Kringle has pulled it out of the bag and delivered Christmas to excited children all over the world. So Rob, in tradition of this month, evidently, this is the month of games, Radical Ones. He has a game for us today, so I will let Rob take it away. Okay, this is between uh, Ryan and David. They are going to compete in this game. There's going to be, it's a best out of five sort of questionnaire thing. You guys are going to dive deep into your memory banks of the soundtrack to this movie. I am going to give you a quote of a song and you have to tell me the next line. Okay. Oh God, Um, forget it. If you get the next line, you get two points. But following up that, I have a trivia question that will give you one point should you get it right. All right, so I picked five songs out of the soundtrack. You don't know which songs I'm going to do, but what I will say is, Ryan, give me a song. If I have it on my list, I will give you that question. Sally's song. (laughs) Okay, I do have Sally's song. So here's the line. I want you to give me what comes next. The worst is just around the bend. And will he notice my feelings for him? No, I think not. Is that what it said? Or is that completely off the wrong? (laughs) Is that your final guess? Will he notice? Yes. Okay. Okay. Ryan, I am going to be hardcore about this. You missed it by one word. Unfortunately, oh. that is incorrect. Mm. You you honestly had it. It's and does he notice? It does he? Okay. My does feelings he for him. 
Yes. Okay, so you didn't get that, but here is the follow-up. This song has been uh, sung by Catherine O'Hara, as well as Amy Lee, and which other singer on their special edition of the soundtrack? Oh my god, I had this. If Ryan doesn't get it, David has a chance to steal. Oh, David's gonna steal it because... No, I'm not. I don't know it. I don't know who did it. What's the question? Sally's song is a tricky Yeah, there's a special edition of the soundtrack that was sung by um, actual artists. Tori Amos? There was a remastered and remixed version called Revisited or whatever, and Amy Lee did that one. But on the special soundtrack, there was another singer who did it. You said Tori Amos. I'm gonna say Tori I don't know why that just came to me in my head. That could be completely <laughs> off. That is incorrect. <laughs> David, if you want to take a stab at it, you can just just say any singer. Chrissy Hines. Chrissy Hines. I don't know. <laughs> Chrissy. That is also incorrect. <laughs> nice try. It's Fiona Apple. Fiona Apple. Yeah. That well, if it ain't Fiona Apple, then I'm not listening to it. <laughs> She's saying a cover of Sally's song. It's actually kind of nice. Yes. I prefer Amy Lee's, but like Fiona Apple did sing it. It was kind of nice. All right, David, what song? Zero to zero, right? <laughs> <laughs> what's Hopefully. this? What's this? What's this? I do not have what's this on my How list. How do you not have what's this? Because it's not my jam. But I'm going to give you another song, so I'm just going to pick. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to give you this one. All right, we're going to go with the first song, This Is Halloween. Okay. All right. Okay. So, David, I am the one hiding under your stairs. Hiding under your stairs. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of it. I'll be honest with you. Ryan? <laughs> Fingers in my hair, and fingers in my hair. I, but I don't know the. I don't know the the. Oh my god! Eyes for fingers in my hair. I am the one. Okay. Um, okay. Yes, I can't. I can't. Okay. The correct answer is fingers like snakes and spiders, spiders in, in my hair. hair. Okay. Fing okay. And they look like the Beetlejuice snakes that I was going to. Yeah. All right. So here's your trivia question about this is Halloween. Who didn't, did not sing a cover to this song out of these three choices? Okay. Fallout Boy, Panic okay. at the Disco. Marilyn Manson. Um, Fallout Boy. Is that your final answer? Final answer. That is correct. Fallout Boy did not cover this song. So one point, David. Ryan zero. All right, give me another I song. I can this. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one that I would know better. <laughs> Ooh, Oogie Boogie. <laughs> Is that the one you want? Okay, let's do, which I'm sure you might have, the Kidnap the Santa Claus. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Kidnap the Santa Claus. I do not have that <gasps> on my list. So I'm going to give How dare you? Jack's Lament. <laughs> okay, Is that what it's called? So I'm going to give you. Oh my God. I will give you Jack's Lament. Okay. So you remember that song. You know, he's singing to himself in the in the woods this or whatever. This is the intro. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. And since I am dead. I can take off my head. And since I am dead, I can take off my head. And... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's, it's going into Ursula. I was just about to go with poor unfortunate souls. David looks like you might know this. No, 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 no. I think I do know this. Poor unfortunate souls. Da -da. <laughs> That's what I'm feeling. Now, oh my god, he could take off his head. Nope. Nope. Okay. David, you want to give it a shot? And since I am dead, say it again. And since I am dead, I can take off my head. Yes. To recite Shakespearean quotations. That is correct. Look at that. You got it. Two I couldn't like never in a million years. Never <laughs> in a million that. years would yeah. I come up with that. All right, so Ryan, here's your trivia question based on that song. When he says this line, which Shakespearean play was he imitating during this line? I'm not going to say Romeo and Juliet. I'm going to say Ophelia. Is that O? What is it? What's that one? O. What is it O? You are so <laughs> 90s. No, that was 2000, wasn't it? Wasn't O 2000? Are you saying trying to say Othello? Othello, yeah, say Othello. Othello. No, he can't because that's the one where you sleep with your mother, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god well if you remember what he was doing when he was you know saying oh, that line what about a midnight summer's dream that is a shakespearean play but unfortunately that is not it david what do you think it is it's Arthel oh it's oh <laughs> it's, it's not o-town it is Hamlet. It is Hamlet when he's holding the skull and yeah. Oh, four points to David. What is happening, Ryan? Okay, David, there are two songs left. Which one would you like to do? If you can guess know. which one's on my list. Ah, <laughs> uh, what songs are on your list? I don't know. Making Christmas. Do you have Making Christmas? I do not have Making Christmas. So you are just going to do what I want you to do. Oh, 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 okay. What is it? <laughs> okay. No, I do I mean... take direction well at times. <laughs> well, there's only two left. So what I'll do is I'll just give you a choice. Do you want to do the town meeting song or Oogie Boogie song? I think I'll do the town meeting because I kind of focused on that. All right. Town meeting song. There's no foot inside, but there's candy. <laughs> <laughs> there's no foot inside, but there's candy. I could picture his, there's no foot inside. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Oh god, I love these songs. I'm, I'm there is no foot inside, but there's candy. Referring to the stocking. Which will tantalize or something. And I'm hearing these lines and I'm holding back because I just want to sing the rest of the song. Oh, there's candy inside um, and the blah, 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 blah. What's it again? Say it again. There's no foot inside, but there's candy. Um, Never in a million years. I don't know. Let me... I tell you, I listened to this soundtrack, but I don't know. I guess I'm not paying attention. There's no candy inside. Is it? Is it? Is it? No, it's not. Is it rotted and covered in goo? It's, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No it's idea. not. What, um, something. It's filled with toys. Some. Some. Sometimes it's filled with toys. Something is filled with toys. Some. Sometimes it's filled with toys. Is that your final? Yeah, I guess so. I have no idea. Okay, yeah, I I did this to Ryan, so I'm going to do it to you. Unfortunately, that's incorrect. Mm. Ryan, do you want to take a stab? There's no to There's no foot in so it's filled with some small toys and snacks. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> oh Find the answer. You, you guys are so funny. Okay. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. <laughs> Just like Ryan, David, you were one word off. It's sometimes it smells filled with small toys. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No snacks. Yeah. So the, with the combined, no you guys would have gotten it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's the trivia question with that. In the town meeting song, who didn't have a line in the song? Is it the mummy, the witches, or the vampires? Because a lot of townspeople got lines in this song, but yeah, one did. of these three didn't. So, not. is this question for me or for Ryan? No, first? it's for you. I'm pretty sure the witches said something. I'm like 99.9%. So, it's between the mummy and the vampires. You said mummy or vampire. Yeah. I feel like I never hear the vampires say anything, so I'm going to say vampires. Final answer. That is correct. The vampires did not have a they line. Always float around. They always flutter around, yeah. but the, like, that's why I think they're so cute. They don't say anything. See, the mummy was a small little kid-like size, and so he was like, do they bite? Do they snap or explode? That was the mummy's line. The witches definitely said something. He's got like one eye, the mummy. He's got yeah. a worm head, looks like. Yeah. Good job. Okay. So. Boogie um, boogie. <laughs> <laughs> Okie boogie. Unfortunately, you cannot catch up with this song, Never. but um, yeah. let's just play for fun. So, Oogie Boogie song. He's ancient. He's ugly. I don't know which is worse. He's ancient. He's ugly. I don't know which is worse. Something about splitting him up inside. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. No. <laughs> Something about... I think they said something about splitting him open. But I can't picture how he sings it. Can you say the line again? <laughs> of course. He's ancient. He's ugly. I don't know which is worse. I just have the whole song in my going through right now. Just split, him, uh, split him open and see what's in... <laughs> He'll be laughing. <laughs> I don't... Something I... Honestly, I you think... You have the right idea, but yeah. I want splitting the, him I want inside. The quote. I want the quote. David, do you think you might know it? What is it again? <laughs> <laughs> he's ancient he's ugly i don't know which is worse bitch better buy me a louis vuitton purse <laughs> <laughs> amazing. I'm, laughing. amazing I'm laughing i can't believe oh, I my know. eyes <laughs> <laughs> can't believe those thick thighs i might just split a seam if i don't die laughing first i might just split a seam yes oh it's like I, i'm sorry i might just split a seam now if i don't die laughing, laughing first, first. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So in the Oogie Boogie song, Oogie Boogie managed to call himself four different versions of his name. Can you name them all? He's a gambler, boogeyman. He's gambling, right? Gambler? I'm a gambling boogeyman. Yes, gambling boogeyman. You can answer this too, David. Just say him out I loud. just have bo I just have boogeyman. I have you boogie would have man. to you would have to know the song. The boogeyman is one. The man under something under your bed. He refers to something under your bed. Not in the Oogie Boogie song. Oh, okay. He's actually the shadow in the night. He the the same shadow in the moon in the first song. His his literal shape is in there. So some people say that was also him too. I'm Mr. Oogie Boogie. Mr. Oogie Boogie. Yes, that's correct. That's three. Oh, Ryan. I can't come. Redeem up with yourself. I'm There's boogie. one more. Mr. I'm a gambling man. Or maybe you guys said them all. I'm Mr. Oogie Boogie. No, I don't. No idea. The last one is, I'm the Oogie Boogie Man. <laughs> so he says that too. So yeah, the Boogeyman, Mr. Oogie Boogie, Oogie Boogie Man, and Gambling Boogie Man. Gambling Boogie Man is always what I remember. Well, <laughs> it looks like that David won this game. Congratulations. I love it. I actually, I had no doubt because you know me and games. 
<laughs> I had a tiebreaker question just in case, but here's a little more trivia for you. It turns out that in the town meeting song amongst the patrons, you can see this evil queen from Snow White in the crowd. Oh, She's nice. holding an apple and everything. I have a photo to prove it. She's oh, in wow. the audience. Yeah. So she I makes an appearance. That. That's where she's been hanging out. <laughs> yeah. That was so much fun. Thank you. That was so good. Yeah, that was a lot Thank of fun, Thank you. Rob. Hopefully you guys at home listening had was playing along. But yeah, I love the music from this, so I had to. They did so much better at home. I know you guys were screaming. They're probably yelling at us. Yeah. They're going to yell at this. They're going to be yelling at that they're whatever. <laughs> they're, they're, whatever they're listening to. That's it. <laughs> Rob's recommendations. So before we wrap up our episode, our last goodbye of the year before New Year's, Rob, of course, has some recommendations for us. Yes, I do have some recommendations. Uh, I wish that I could have kept it retro, but I'm staying in the same form of stop motion, animation, you know, claymation, just giving you guys those movies that you may have forgotten about that still exist. First one that I want to give is Chicken Run. Chicken Run is really up there almost with Nightmare Before Christmas. It may not be a musical, but I think if you want like a different sort of vibe around the holidays, this is the perfect perfect claymation thanksgiving film that you can watch and uh surprising enough uh it will be coming out with a sequel there's a trailer already released apparently it has um our couple from the first one have a child the child gets kidnapped as they have built a chicken nugget factory and so the first one they were breaking out this time they're breaking in but when they get there they find out that it's actually a very high profile comfortable sanctuary where the chickens are actually happy to be there so it plays on the twist of what you saw in the first how funny so yeah chicken run is my first next we've talked about it throughout the episode uh Coraline is just as great as nightmare for christmas if you love this movie you will definitely love Coraline. so check that out other one that i want to mention is which is still a little bit old school musical and that's james and the giant peach yeah that movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I I think that fans of Night Before Christmas can get with James. It's still a little bit dark. It's still different sort of animation. It's not as like happy go lucky as you would see in some of these other ones. And I think some of the songs are catchy and it has a really great cast. So I would definitely check that out. I saw that movie with David in theaters. There was nobody else in the theater, David. And I remember not I saw even- a movie too with James as John Peach, too. <laughs> I remember, and that's a. Le- what year did it come out, Rob? Do you know? None of the top of my head. I I can easily look. Is it up. just is that one of the movies that Jack Skellington makes an appearance in, or is in the background, or something? I know there's like I a heard handful that of rumor. movies. I heard that rumor too. Was um, this was '96. This was '96. So I hadn't seen it since then, and honestly, I remember hating that movie on first view. Like, really? The, yeah, I remember in the movie theaters. I was like, "What the hell did we just see?" i did make a list for those who may not really return to nightmare for christmas as much as the next person these movies i think is sort of the new school of 
animation while keeping it horror and uh, a little bit, you know, dark. First one I'm going to say is Monster House. Monster House should be watched every year. And if you're not, jump on the, just get with the program. This movie is fantastic. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, Monster House, great movie. Also, the semi-woke um, animation movie, Paranorman. Paranorman. Yeah, cute. Paranorman's cute. Every year, there are more and more people who are just discovering this, and they are seeing the light. Paranorman is a great film, wonderful message, love the animation, and again, representation matters. That's all I will say. And lastly, I wanted to give a shout out to the new Adams Family uh, franchise, the animated one starring Charlize Theron and Oscar Isaacs. I love the old school aspect to it. They're not trying to make it like the movie and they're going back to its roots with its TV series. The sequel I thought was okay. If they came up with more, I would watch them all. But I really enjoyed the old school um, aspect to this Adams Family movie. If you, I, I think it was on the first one. At the very end, they literally shot for shot did the entire theme song to the series with this animated cast and just redid it. And it, it just looks so good. It, it just gave you the feels. And yeah, it's not a, it's not a bad, it's not a bad movie. And I love the cast. Bette Midler's in it as Grandmama. Like, yeah, it's it's great. So those are my recommendations. Oh, they're awesome. I would watch all of them, or yeah. I have watched all of them actually. Mm-hmm. I think. Exactly. <laughs> So with that, Radical Ones, we have wrapped up our last episode, like I said, of the year. Before the new year, of course, we have Thundercats the last week. Next week, we are taking off for the holiday season. There will not be a new episode. And then catch us that last Friday for the season finale of Thundercats. I want to thank everyone who has been listening and interacting with us, of course, on our Instagram and beyond. My two beautiful co-hosts, of course. When they are not hanging out over here, you can find David at Universal Appeal 2021 Word. But Rob can be found at... Rob the Movie Geek, all one word on Instagram. Uh, Slowly just getting back into movie reviews, but you can see a lot of reviews that I've done over the year of 2023 as I tried to review every single movie that I watch, whether it was a rewatch or a first-time watch. And the Radical Retro Rewind podcast, one word on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and beyond. Again, all this month, we have been asking for reviews. We have not received one as of this recording. We would love, again, if you have a free moment in this busy month of the holidays to rate your favorite podcast, if we happen to be one of them. You know, reviews, we always say are like a present for your podcast and this is goes on for every podcast that you listen to if you want to help them grow leave them a review it really really helps them so thank you all for that thank you to david thank you to rob thank you really enjoyed this season merry christmas happy holidays happy Happy holidays and happy new year Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Winter Solstice, or just you got a day off, maybe you got a bonus from work, you know, hey, whatever. (laughs) I'm happy for (laughs) y'all. So goodbye, everybody. We will see you in the new year. Bye-bye. Bye. My dearest friend, if you don't mind, I'd like to join you 
by your side Where we can gaze into the stars And sit together Now and forever For it is plain As anyone can see We're simply meant Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.